0: Grow up in these streets. I ain't never had a silver spoon. Not a bad seat, the of pencil like a living room. I could fuck your bitch, even thought I know she jumped the broom. Yeah, bitch, I'm the shit. I'm the realest nigga in the room. White squares got them packed up, bitch. I've been in tune. White squares got them packed up, get them in and noon. Not to make the whole block hot like the sun. All right, all right, all right. Welcome back, welcome back to another edition of Steel Talk Football where It's all Steeler talk. Um, Obviously, I know most of the fan base is in an uproar, as I did see some of the tweets yesterday, that it looks like the Steelers are retaining offensive coordinator, Matt Canada, for at least one more year. And this is one that's been discussed all year. You know, the play calling's been atrocious. Um... You know, he's hurting the development of Kenny Pickett. Uh, You know, just, you know, everything from the, anything you could think of is basically what was said. And, you know, somebody, I forget who it was, brought up a good point that if you move from Canada now, you're only going to hurt the development of Kenny Pickett because he's used to this offensive playbook right now. And do you really want to do that in his second year and start having him go through you know, a million and one offensive coordinators, the way that, you know, Cleveland has always done it and, you know, how the Giants did it before they had some stability back. Um, And the question is, no, you don't want to do it. But the problem is, is, you know, look at how we started this season. You know, we start two and six, you know, we, we barely get out of Cincinnati. Okay. And then, you know, TJ obviously gets hurt. And then, You know, we didn't start Kenny right away. We started Mitch Trubisky. Okay. So, the play calling, can you say, maybe looked worse because Mitch Trubisky didn't know how to handle the playbook, or did it get better because Kenny Pickett knew how to, to, you know, handle the playbook, and Kenny Pickett was able to better execute most of the plays as opposed to Mitch Trubisky. Well, the issue here is that both are mobile quarterbacks, obviously, But the fact that if a veteran in Mitch Trubisky didn't understand the playbook, let's just say, and Kenny Pickett was able to pick it up and execute it better than Mitch Trubisky, now your other question is, why didn't we start Kenny from the beginning? You know, everybody's read the reports out there. Mitch Trubisky came out and he said he regrets signing, you know, on the first day of free agency. And, you know, a lot of Steelers fans took that to task. Me being one of them. Um... You know, I didn't say anything as far as social media goes, but talking with other people, listen, if that's how you feel, Mitch, then don't be upset when you get released or you get traded in the off season. you know, because, you know, the Steelers want somebody that's going to be there. I, I, and that's the standard. And last night, you know, I'm scrolling through Instagram and I see Jamal Adams puts this thing up and he says, the standard is the standard. And now everybody's in an uproar. Oh, he wants to come to Pittsburgh. Listen, as good as Jamal Adams was with the Jets, I don't know if I really want Jamal Adams in Pittsburgh because he's been injury-prone for how long now. So I don't know if that's the gamble that I would take. The gamble I would take is going after Buffalo Bills' Tremaine Edmonds, who, you know, obviously is the brother of Terrell Edmonds, and he would be the the logical choice to replace Devin Bush. Devin Bush has gone out on Twitter, and he's like, oh, I can't, you know— I wonder if I should play for a guy who's been an NFL player. So pretty much what Bush is saying is that he he's already gone. And, you know, the development of Bush really kind of got hindered when he tore his ACL. In my opinion, I think he's always been afraid to be that guy he was before the injury. Because if you remember Devin Bush before, Devin Bush was pretty good. And then Devin Bush comes back from this injury. It's almost like he was afraid to go full speed Because of that knee injury. And... You know, it's just one of those... You know, listen, take it or leave it. You know, somebody asked, you know, would you you bring back Bush on a one-year, $3 million deal? Listen, if you strike out on Edmonds and you strike out on anybody to replace Devin Bush... And if it's a no-choice scenario... Then maybe... But the question is, are you going to get that Devin Bush that actually wants to be here, or are you getting that Devin Bush that just says, "Oh well, you know, I'm getting three million dollars, so you know, I'm just going to do the bare minimum and play the bare minimum, and just do what's expected for what I'm getting paid, and then I'll just go into the off season again and think you're going to get a better deal. Who who really knows as far as as far as that goes? But you know, jumping back onto the Matt Canada situation. Obviously there's a ton of coordinators out there that we could have interviewed. And one of them was gonna be Byron Leftwich because the rumors were out of Tampa that halfway through the year, when the struggles began, they were ready to dump Byron Leftwich, and Todd Bowles came out, and Todd Bowles said, No, let's just keep him for the rest of the year, let's not shake the boat up now and and you know, and then have to get an interim coach in there to you know a coordinator to to do Byron's job. Now, Byron Leftwich would flourish as an offensive coordinator with Mike Tomlin, being the fact that Leftwich was part of the quarterback room at one point in Pittsburgh, so he knows what the standard is. He knows what Mike Tomlin's all about. And that's something I would have... That bringing in him would not have hindered Kenny's progress at all. I think if we start the season off again the way we did this past season... There's going to be an uproar of why didn't we fire this guy in the offseason? They're going to be calling for Tomlin's head. And so, you know, some of you Steelers fans, you come out and you're like, you know, what is, you know, what has Canada got on this guy that, you know, you, you, you know, to um, warrant him staying and, you know, why don't the Rooney's interject and why don't, why doesn't Omar Khan interject and listen, they're not going to interject. They trust Tomlin. Tomlin's been here for 16 years. Next year is going to be year 17. OK, they trust him and they trust his process. You know, that's it. You know, Pittsburgh is about winning, but Pittsburgh is also about stability. You know, they're not going to go through coach after coach after coach after coach the way the Texans have done it the past 4 years, the way Cleveland's done it since forever, and the way, you know, the Jets do it and and all the other teams that have gone through coach after coach. You look at all the other 31 NFL teams and they've had multiple coaches in amount of, in amount of how many years. And the Steelers have had three coaches since since what? Forever. So, you know, they're not going to just fire Tomlin because of, uh, you know, because there wasn't a playoffs, uh, a playoffs game again, okay? Should they maybe interject in a way where it's like, listen, you know, we're kind of tired of the mediocrity because that's what part of this is. It's part mediocrity where, you know, where we've had these teams, and you can go back to Ben, Bell, and Brown, okay? And no, I'm not going to get into the Antonio Brown bullshit because I really don't care about his Snapchat, his baby mama sucking on his schlong, or the fact that it was quote-unquote hacked. I, I don't care about it. Um, all right. But when we had those three, we should have had at least two more Super Bowls. Now, you know, obviously the Steeler fan base that believes in conspiracy theories will tell you it was the official's. Okay, I'll tell you why, because everybody's always asked, and I always said, well, you know, it just didn't lean that way. Well, I'll tell you exactly why we, didn't make, why we didn't get to a Super Bowl any of those years. You had a prima donna wide receiver who constantly needed the ball, and don't get me wrong, Antonio Brown was one of the best wide receivers to do it, okay? You cannot knock what he did in Pittsburgh, okay? What he's done on the field in general, whether it's in Pittsburgh, you know, playing in Tampa, you know, his brief stays and wherever else, okay? You can't knock what he's done on the field. And in Pittsburgh, he was one of the best to ever put on a Steeler uniform, okay? You know, same thing with Le'Veon Bell. But the issues are is that Bell wanted the ball all the time. Brown wanted the ball all the time. You had Ben, who was trying to get them both the ball. And then you had Tomlin trying to control the whole thing. But, you know, but, you know... Behind the curtain, and it was just, you know, eventually it just blew up. Now people are saying then the window closed on a Super Bowl, but I don't think it has not closed. I mean, when when I mentioned that that Kenny Pickett can replicate what Ben has done, it created a lot of a lot of opinions, and people are entitled to them, like. Like, you know, I I put it on Facebook and then my buddy Brandon reviewed the the first episode of Steel Talk where this is where this all gets mentioned. And, you know, one has one opinion. My buddy Sal thinks that Kenny Pickett's not going to not going to duplicate what Ben's done. The issue is we don't know yet. We're just we're just done with year one of Kenny Pickett's career. We still have x amount of years to go, depending on how long Kenny Pickett stays healthy, okay, so if Kenny Pickett can play eighteen years, he most certainly can get to the 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 statistical accolades that Ben has gotten to. He might actually get more than what Ben has done as far as Ben's never been an NFL MVP, but he's been a Super Bowl MVP. Kenny Pickett has a chance to do both at some point. Kenny Pickett can win 2 to 3 Super Bowls. A lot of things have to go right to do it, but he in fact can do it. So to sit there and close the door on can Kenny Pickett truly replace Ben Roethlisberger? We don't know yet. I mean, we've gotten a small sample size of what Kenny Pickett can do. Okay? When we drafted Ben in 04, did anybody sit there and think, yep, this guy is the heir apparent to Terry Bradshaw? Because again, think about it, and I've said it in the past, it took Pittsburgh how long to replace Terry Bradshaw? It took them up till 2004 to finally do it. As far as stability and a quarterback that could get them to the dance and win it all. And that's what Ben did not once but twice. And with Pickett, we're going into year two. So we have to gauge this on a year-to-year basis. And Kenny Pickett's already putting up rookie records that some haven't even touched. So to sit there and say that Kenny's going to be a bust is incorrect. Whether you're a steel fan or not. You have to look at the whole. You have to look at the whole, the, the the whole spectrum of it, and we truly can't gauge if Kenny's gonna be the heir apparent till I would say year five. In year five, we could do a comparison of Ben in year five from years one to year five, and Kenny Pickett from year one to year five. Okay. And and speaking of Big Ben. You know, everybody talks about this whole, you know, like everybody puts Aaron Rodgers on this pedestal that Aaron Rodgers is so great, okay? But if I were to tell you this, ready? If you were to put them side by side, Ben Roethlisberger and Aaron Rodgers, okay? And you were to do, based off playoff wins, where they ranked all-time passing, Fourth quarter comebacks, 500-yard games, how many career wins, you know, who would you think would be the better quarterback? 98% of you would say it's Aaron Rodgers, but you'd be wrong. Because Ben Roethlisberger, in fact, has more Super Bowl wins and appearances than the four-time MVP Aaron Rodgers, okay? He also has one more playoff win than Aaron Rodgers, 13-12. to He's also fifth all-time in passing, Aaron Rodgers is ninth. I mean, and that's, and that's still a huge accomplishment to be in the top 10, okay? Um, fourth quarter comebacks, Ben's got them beat by 20, 41 of them. So that shows you in the fourth quarter, for all those that said that, that, you know, that Ben was a letdown in the fourth, that there shows you Ben Roethlisberger was Mr. Clutch in the fourth quarter, especially in the two-minute drive, okay? And Aaron Rodgers has never had a 500-yard passing game. Ben's had four of them, and he's got 166 career wins. So who's truly the better quarterback here? It's Ben Roethlisberger. And it's not really by an inch, and it's not by a mile. It's by a long stretch. So (laughs) people that sit there and say that Ben wasn't this great quarterback. You really need to go and learn the game because Ben was more clutch than Aaron Rodgers was. So, and Ben didn't need an MVP or multiple MVPs to do any of that. Ben just went out and Ben just played the game. That's what he did. You know, they were talking about something. There was, I forget what game it was and where Ben finally got the autonomy to start calling his own plays as he saw fit. And I forget what game it was. I think it was like probably year three or four. And I forget who it was, but they went up to Tomlin and they said, listen, this kid knows the situation. He knows what he has to do when he's at the line and he knows how to audible out of one into another and they're not going to know what it is. And Ben's style of play really in the fourth quarter was more backyard football than anything and just, just sling it and go. That's pretty much all his style was, um... But again, you know, to sit there and say that, that Rodgers is better than, than than Ben Roethlisberger, some of you really need to learn the damn game. You know, and, and the point is, is that that could be Kenny Pickett. Kenny Pickett could wind up surpassing Ben in passing yards. But we don't know yet. He could wind up having more career yard, career wins than Ben. But again, we don't know yet. We're not at year five. We're not at year 10. We're not at year 18 if Kenny Pickett plays that long. And if Kenny Pickett stays in Pittsburgh as long as Ben has. And that's the other key factor. You know, are they going to sit here and do what they can to keep Kenny for the long haul? The way like Cincinnati wants to keep Joe Burrow? Or are you going to just say, you know, after three, after this rookie deal's up, And let's say there's only been two playoff appearances and they've been one and done. You know, is Omar Khan and Mike Tomlin going to say, all right, you know what? We're moving on from Kenny Pickett. We have to start finding another quarterback. And then they're going to start doing what other franchises have done, where every year they're looking for the guy. And then in, in one year, it doesn't pan out. And you wonder why. And the other issue, again, and it ties into Kenny Pickett and it ties into Matt Canada. And I understand it's an 18-game season, and at some point, everything's got to gel together. And in Pittsburgh, it took a little bit longer to do that. And that's why Pittsburgh was able to finish 7-2 and two in the long stretch. And that really shouldn't have saved Matt Canada's job. But in reality, it did. Where, to where you had people saying, I hope we just lose this game because I want Matt Canada out so bad. But that's not what Pittsburgh does. Pittsburgh's not just going to lose a game to get rid of a coordinator. That's not what they do. That's not what's going to happen. And, you know, the only way Matt Canada stays here long-term as the offensive coordinator is they got to start next season off with a bang. Like, they have to go out first game of the year. Uh, They probably wind up playing Cleveland and Cincinnati again first game of the season. If they go out and they play either one of them, they got to go out and they got to blow the barn doors off of them. Whoever they play, whether it's at home or away, probably going to be away again because it always is. And they got to blow the fucking barn doors off of whoever they're playing. They have to learn how to play defense without Watt in a game. I mean, you saw part of that two and six stretch. The defense at times was just abysmal. I mean, Alex Highsmith was Alex Highsmith stood up when he needed to and he was and he improved and again for everybody who listened the past episodes to the fan in the van when I discussed Alex Highsmith and I told everybody that they found a diamond in the rough well here it is and it's fucking shining it's shining as bright as it possibly can to the fact that if they did an- if they gave him an extension right now it'd be five years 55 million and it would probably all be guaranteed Again, when you talk about the draft, you can't take stock in just the first round. Because there's talent throughout it all. And the Steelers managed to find it time and time again. Go back to the go back to the James Harrison draft. He wasn't even drafted. And look at what Pittsburgh had in him. I'm just saying, you can find talent. Pittsburgh finds talent anywhere within the draft. And if, and the question is now, do the Steelers go after Jordan Addison from Pitt University, which was Kenny Pickett's main guy when Kenny Pickett was in Pitt? They have a clogged wide receiver room unless they're planning on trading Deontay Johnson, which I don't see them doing. But if that's their plan, then... I would say yes to it, but they have other issues. They have to somehow they have to make this offensive line better. Dan Moore had good games, and then there's games where Dan Moore was just getting fucking smoked and everybody was getting to the quarterback. So, you know, is that something they do? Maybe they move on from Dan Moore. There's a lot of there's a lot of free agents out there that they can go get as far as offensive line and defensive line. And offense and defense just in general. James Bradbury in Philly is going to be a free agent. Do you bring him in for secondary help? Uh, if it doesn't cost you much? The answer is simple. Yes. Um, do you go after Tremaine Edmonds out of Buffalo is going to be a free agent? Again, the answer is yes. I think with Omar Khan, you're going to see a different style of aggressiveness as far as free agency. Something that Pittsburgh rarely does where you see them not really go after free agents. But when they do... It's a bang. Like, you take Minka Fitzpatrick. And we go back to 2018. And Steeler fans were pissed that we traded for Minka Fitzpatrick. But what did that turn out to be? A three-time All-Pro. You still mad about that trade? Because I sure as hell loved it. Because we needed the secondary help. And we got it. So, I think you're going to kind of see that from Omar Khan. Where you're going to see something you wouldn't see with Colbert and you're going to see Omar Khan pull it off. But again, we 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 have to wait and see. And as far as the free agents go, uh who's out there who the Steelers should get, I'm going to compile a list uh over the weekend. And on the next episode, I'll discuss that a little bit more who where who I think they should get, who I think they could afford. Um you know, a lot of people ask me, who do I think the Steelers are going to draft? Listen, I'm not at draft talk yet, okay? And I really couldn't watch that much college football this year. And, and I'm sorry, I know everybody loves college football, but there's just way too many games at one time for you to really scout the whole collegiate level. So... Obviously, we all know Jordan Addison. We all know Joey Porter Jr. We all know the kid from Michigan, the, the running back. We all know J.J. McCarthy. We obviously know the big names and C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young. Obviously, the Steelers are getting none of them. Maybe Addison. Maybe Joey Porter Jr. if he falls that far. But we could discuss that on the next episode. But I want to thank everybody who took the time to listen to the to the uh, premiere episode of Steel Talk. Um... You know, there'll be another episode Wednesday because uh, I will be out of work Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So there'll be an episode Tuesday, well, Monday or Tuesday, a fan in a van. And then there'll be Steel Talk on Wednesday. And then I won't be back till Monday or Tuesday. So uh, with that being said, you know, I just like to thank everybody who follows, retweets, listens. Um, You know, as always, it goes a long way. And to any Steeler fans out there that listen, if you have an opinion on something, you know, you could gladly comment on the link. Um, Who knows? Maybe I'll discuss your opinion on the next episode or future episodes. So, um, you know, there's a lot more I have in the works. You know, different episodes will be, you know, comparing, you know, certain AFC North players to certain Steeler players and depending on, you know, like, as far as what year they're at now and, you know, stuff like that. So um, I just got to compile all that stuff together, which takes time. So probably on my little mini vacation next week, I'll take care of that. Uh, so with that being said, everybody stay safe. And as always, peace.